It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have Salvador Perez is hitting all the dingers. The Padres are having troubles. And we're going to take you team shopping for the playoffs right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am one of your hosts today. My name is Brad, and as per usual, we have our guy, Brig. Welcome, Brig. Oh, welcome. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, welcome. hello. Thank you. Hello, hello. Very good. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started, Brig. Um, we have a lot to get through. Like this, so much, so much happening, so much happenings in the world of baseball. Mm. So we're going to talk about them. That's mm. what we do here on the Baseball Together podcast. First, let's talk about Salvador Perez. Okay. Uh, he's been hitting home runs like crazy this year. Absolutely crazy. Uh, hitting all the dingers. He actually today in the first game of a doubleheader against the Indians uh, set the single season record. He broke Johnny Bench's mark of 45. He hit 46. Bam. His 46th home run on the season, not in a single day because that would be something else. But no, instead <laughs> it's for the entire season. <laughs> hmm. um, that and uh, Johnny Bench's mark has stood since 1970. That's for a catcher, which I feel like is quite impressive. Um, Absolutely. A that it stood up for that long, and B that it's 45 because that's that's a lot. That's a lot of home runs for a catcher. It really um, is. Yeah, it's, my big thing, Brig. Are you surprised that it took this long for a catcher to break this mark? No. You're not. No, because J- Johnny Bench has always been a once-in-a-generation talent. So, for him, right, yeah. you know, like, every way you look at it. So, we're like, ah, but it's Johnny Bench, right? Like, yeah. it's like when we <laughs> talk about Cal Ripken, it's like, yeah, but it's Cal Ripken. <laughs> you know, like, nobody's yeah. going to ever do that. And then when, when they do, 65 years from now or whatever, we're going to go, ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I honestly, like, I'm kind of surprised that, like, Gary Sanchez hasn't done it. I mean, I know he hasn't spent – he hasn't been able to spend really an entire season a catcher because he's a defensive liability. He is. You know, so they, they're going to bring somebody in as much as they can. But his bat, he's a great hitter. Yeah. He is a great yeah. hitter. Um, but I'm surprised that, like, somebody – like, maybe Mike Piazza didn't get, closer to, didn't get closer to doing it. But part of that might be managing innings. But, but this is one of the big things with it, though, is that – Johnny Bench did it playing every single day. Yes. I mean, he's he said before that his his manager, I believe, it was Sparky Anderson, was like, like he asked him, he's like, he's like, Sparky, you ever gonna give me a day off? He's like, well, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'm gonna catch you if if we're ahead because I want to stay ahead. I'm gonna catch you if we're behind because I want to catch up, and I'm gonna catch you if we're tied because I want to get ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, so he got no days off. No days yeah, off no for days Johnny off. Bench. Exactly, and that's part of the reason he was able to set this record because he was playing every stinking day, right? You know, and even in the '90s when Mike Piazza was playing, he was getting some days off here yeah. and there. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's it's, it's kind of an Iron Man stat, kind of an Iron Man stat. So I want to look up Johnny, but anyways, Johnny Bench really quick. I'm gonna do something. Keep going. I'm gonna do something. Okay, uh, let's move on to the Padres, and then we'll come back. How's that? Does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay. All right, let's talk about the Padres. Padres are having trouble in, I mean, in paradise, right? Oh, um, I have something for this. Okay, go ahead. The wheels on the bus went, we're on strike. <laughs> they did. That's exactly what happened. That's, I think. Precisely. I, it sounds just like San Diego right now. Yeah, it's, the wheels have, have come off. Um, so first off, like this is one of my things is that, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about how they were moving Fernando Tatis Jr. out to center field from, from shortstop. And I was I was a little hesitant about it. I was like, okay, he's an athlete. He's a baseball player. Like, he should be able to play center field. But he's had sure. some issues out Ugh. in center field. And I'm beginning to think, like, maybe that kind of a transition isn't necessarily something that's 
good to be made in season, especially at the big league level. Um, D. Gordon, when he came to Seattle, they said, well, we have a second baseman because Robbie Cano was still playing for the Mariners at the time. They said, you know, you can never have too much talent on a team, but we want to move you out to center field. You're an athlete. We think you can do it. He struggled. He had trouble in center field, and that was after spending almost an entire offseason working on playing center field with Ken Griffey Jr. because he lives down the street from him in Florida, and he's like, like he he found out he got traded. He called him up, went over to Dick's, bought a, bought an outfielder's glove, and uh, and went and went to work with Griffey. And he still had issues. Hmm. You know, so it's a tough position to play at the big league level. And I'm surprised they made the switch midseason, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so so Tatis has been having trouble there, but also this weekend there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle. I don't know if I'd even go so far as to say a brouhaha. No. Or anything like that. No. But it's bad. Or, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not a good look. They're, uh, Tatis and Manny Machado were kind of going at each other in the dugout. They had to be separated. And the one thing that I do remember seeing and hearing about this whole thing was that Machado was yelling at Tatis, it's not about you. And before I share my thoughts, Brick, I want to know what you think about the whole thing. Besides being a bad look. Well, obviously it's a bad look, but this happens all the time, right? When teams start losing and when there's, you know, bad blood in the clubhouse, it makes me think two things. Is the team losing causing the problem? And then the sparks fly in mid-game dugout scenarios, or is there bad blood and then the team loses? And the manifestation of the bad blood and of the clubhouse issue comes out in the win-loss columns so i i think it's both depending on the situation i think in this case it's the losses precipitating and bringing about the the sparks flying in the in the dugout so what why they're losing so so often so badly i don't know i have no idea um i would love to know (laughs) because yeah slam diego was the best game in town for a while it was yeah, so fun yeah. to watch and now now they're yelling at each other and um maybe well, they've it's lost a, half their pitching staff to injuries right and, and that's what i'm saying maybe it's a turnover thing maybe and the, yeah, that has a huge impact on clubhouse culture and maybe the guys that were keeping the peace and keeping some balance in there maybe they're not around as much maybe they're not being as vocal because they're not on the field and they're not being taken as seriously i don't know there's a million different things that could happen in the little microcosm that yeah. is a clubhouse. So, I don't know. It's true. Yeah, it is true. And, you know, this is this is the thing that I that I read about it, was that Machado got mad at Tatis because he, he kept arguing balls and strikes. And basically saying, like, we can't afford to have you get tossed out of this game. Yeah. A, that would hurt the team that way. And B, you're hurting the team by arguing with the umpire. Yeah. So, when him saying it's not about you is there's a bigger picture here. Because I've heard guys on broadcast say – you know, like like the I guess the uh, the main broadcaster would ask the color guy, would you argue balls and strikes in that position? And he would say, up five runs, maybe. Maybe up two runs, no. Down three runs, probably. Yep. It definitely depends on the situation. And yeah. to have Tatis out there yelling at the umpire and complaining about balls and strikes on a regular basis, that could be harmful to the team. Yeah. A because he can get tossed really easily. And B uh, the umpire, knowingly or not, could hold a grudge against the Padres the rest of the game, and it could hurt. That's right. You could squeeze that zone on the pitchers, expand it on the batters, yep. and it could be a bad situation. And I th- I just think it's so funny. Manny Machado gets such a bad rap. People call him a bad teammate. Um, our friend Jason on the Not Another Sports podcast has said all the time, because he's, he's close to Orioles country, that the Orioles fans are not a big fan of him. And I'm like, well, he's the only guy who showed up in the World Series for the Dodgers in, what, 2018? 18, yeah. Yeah, he was the only guy on that team who showed up. Like, you can't tell me he doesn't play hard when it matters. He doesn't show up. And apparently him looking out for the rest of his team by calling out the most – one of the top two guys on the payroll in the dugout and being willing to get into a scuffle with him, like, to me, that says that he is a good teammate. Like, he might rub you the wrong way, but I feel like he's – He's a guy I'd like to have on my team. Well, what's happened, I think what happened was his time in L.A. changed him. Then he got the big deal, and he went to San Diego, 
and they brought him in as a leader, right? So he wasn't yeah. he wasn't the young guy on the team like he was in Baltimore where he was hot to trot and super fiery and everything and trying trying to lead from a position you know where he didn't have much authority. He just had on-field prowess. That's all he had. But there were other guys there that were supposed to be inheriting these leadership roles. So I think I wonder if what we didn't know then that we can kind of see now is if he was feeling stifled in his ability to lead and his authority wasn't being taken seriously because he hadn't earned much at, you know early on in Baltimore. Yeah. So yeah, then they bring young. him they bring him over to San Diego and he has free reign to be the mouthpiece. He can lead the clubhouse however he wants, which is kind of what they brought him in for, right? So I wonder. I, you know, I, I wonder if that's the turn in just Manny Machado's career that has changed that. For, and because his attitude and his play and everything's different, it's he's a totally different yeah. person. It is, yeah, and it's it's interesting to see. And I think this whole thing is interesting. I I wonder if the Padres are gonna are gonna kind of turn a corner here because they're on the outside looking in right now. They're not in a good spot. Yeah. Um, as far as the playoffs go, the wild card. Um, they're Let's see. Let me pull up my standings here real quick. Um, but they are, let's see, they're back. They are three and a half and games half. back. Yeah. They gotta. They gotta catch St. Louis. Gotta. I mean, they're tied with Philadelphia. And we gotta. gotta we gotta fend off Cincinnati too. Yeah. Exactly. And so they've. They've gotta go in. They've gotta win some games. They've really gotta win some games. And. Um, currently, let's see how they're doing today. Looks like they have today off, possibly. They've lost three yeah, in a row, them. and they don't play again till tomorrow. Yeah. And they so. play San Francisco tomorrow. That's tough. And, and that's a know, problem. The day off after a, after an incident like that, though, they could hash it all out and come back and play really well on Tuesday. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. We'll see. I don't know. It's, something to, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um I mean, the Padres, I feel like, have been a team to keep an eye on all season. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, for sure. But now, especially, to see how they come back from this, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. And I want to watch them play San Francisco. With yes. the With the changes and the turn of the culture and, or the energy level or whatever you want to call it. Okay, yeah. can we go back to the catcher thing really quick? I did a little uh, yes. armchair research here. I just took the three names, Johnny Bench, Mike Piazza, and Savvy. Okay, or Salvi. And Johnny Bench played... 2,158 games, Mike Piazza, 1912, and Salvi's at 1127, just to put it into frame of reference. So the fact that Mike Piazza didn't break Johnny Bench's record is a little bit astounding. It's only about a season's worth of games that he missed, uh-huh. that just shy of what Johnny Bench played, which is interesting. That is interesting. That's really interesting. Um I don't know. And you know what? You've got, we've got some other catchers coming up who can really hit. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be – I mean, 35 for a catcher is a lot still. Yeah. You know what? And really yeah. for anybody, 35 is a lot still these days. You want to know the most interesting thing? This goes to your days off thing, though. Johnny Bench, guess how many seasons he played? Um, what was it, like 18, 17, 18? 17, like yeah, 17. 2,158 yeah. games in 17 seasons, right? Mike okay. Piazza, again, 1,912 games. How many seasons do you think he played? He played like 19. 16. Oh. It's, it's literally about one season's difference in yeah. games played. Yeah, that is. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. Yeah. Huh. All right. Anyway. Interesting. All right. Next we have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Holy moly. Dude. Brig, can we just take a minute to appreciate what we're seeing here from Vlad Jr. Because he's really young. Like, he's, what, 22, I think, still? Let me look it up. Um, but what he what he's doing is, like, what we're seeing from him is, like, guys who've been, been in the league, tw- like, 10 years. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he's 22 years old. Yeah. He'll be 23 in March next year. Um it's 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 insane. He's leading the league going into Monday. He was leading the league in batting average with a 321 average. That's one. Um and then <laughs> as of this moment right now, he's tied with Salvador Perez only because he hit that home run today at 46, but then he's 
tied technically for like third or fourth, whatever, in RBIs. He has 105. The leaders are, are Salvador Perez and Jose Abreu with 113 each coming into Monday. Mm-hmm. So and he has how many RBIs? 105. So he needs eight to tie. But Salvi's still driving him in at a pretty good clip. Yeah. So I think that's that's a pretty big gap to make up. But I'm Brig. I want to. Do you think he'll win the triple crown? Nope. I don't think he will either. He's. I think he could lead the league in home runs, a batting average. I For think sure. that'll happen. But those RBIs, that's a pretty big gap. I um, mean, they could have some big days, but it would take those other. It would take Abreu and Salvi would have to have bad days, and it yeah. would it would have to be two weeks of that same trend continuing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all twelve well, remaining games. With Salvi, is he's got guys in front of him who actually get on base, like legitimately get on base. You know, like Bryce Harper, his RBIs are way down this year because he's hit like 50 solo home runs. Yeah. You know, like he never has anybody on base in that's front of him. exactly but right. Salvi's guys get on base for him. So that's a big difference between what he's got and other guys have. Um, but do you think a triple crown would be good for baseball? That's the other thing I want to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, be- for sure. For those of us that care and watch baseball. For those that aren't big time fans, they don't. They still don't know what it is. They don't know what the significance is. They don't understand what a big deal it is. So I, I don't know. It's Again, true. this goes back to Major League Baseball failing in their marketing department. Um, yeah. And only marketing to those of us that really do care and do get it right. So I can't. I need them to step it up again in this area and tell us like what. Like we need, we need a, we need Razzies every year as well, right? So it, there's yeah. some of the shame culture maybe could be beneficial because people flock to tragedy. They flock to, they, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the Razzies are a big deal. Anyway, yeah, just saying. Well, this is this is the this is the thing. The fact that I think more people know what the Triple Crown is in horse racing than they do what than know what it is in baseball. That's a problem for baseball for sure. Well, and it's been almost so, 20 years, or excuse me, it's been almost 10 years since we've seen it. It's like nine, right? Wasn't Miggy the last one to do it in 2012? Yeah, um, but still, though, I mean, we went like 60 or something like that in horse racing. And by we, I mean like they, because I don't watch horse racing. But you know what I mean. Anyway, no, I think that, I think that's actually a problem for Major League Baseball, that people don't know what the Triple Crown is, and they could tell you the three races in horse racing before they can tell you the three statistics in baseball for a triple crown. Now, okay, hold on. Do you want to know what may be going into this? Is that I just looked it up. Triple crown winners. Okay. Miggy, 2012, we covered. Guess when the previous triple crown was? Just guess. Was it in the 80s? Was it in the 80s? Nope. 60s. It was Yaz in 67. Wow. It was, it took till... 67. That's crazy because there was somebody, I had a baseball card for somebody in the 90s who it was a triple crown card. and It may have been because he was com- contending for it. Yeah. But I, I had sworn that he had won the triple crown. Nope. And then Frank Robinson won it in 66. Mickey Mantle, 56. Teddy Williams, 47. Teddy Williams, 42. Lou Gehrig, 34. Um, Jimmy Fox 33. If you jump over to the, this is all MLB or ESPN.com. Um, National League Triple Crown 37, Joe Medwick 33, Chuck Klein, and then 25 and 22, Rogers Hornsby. That's it. That's the entire list. That's insane. That's the whole list, dude. So maybe yeah. it's a failing. Not so much on Major League Baseball's ability to market it, but maybe it just doesn't happen very often. Or their failure to make it, like, the magnitude, right? Right, and and that go- that is maybe a failure. Is. Yeah. Yeah, so but, I, I mean, got one for you. Are you ready? Yeah. So you mentioned Mickey Mantle. I had to, I had, I had to cut in real quick. Do it. Um, I love talking about Mickey Mantle. On this day, this is September the 20th, Mickey Mantle hit his last home run on this day in 1968. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah. Wow. That's a true fact. That's a true fact. <laughs> I got his book right here. Anyway, somewhere. Yeah, anyway, cool. That's All a, that's right. a awesome. cool, fun fact. Thanks, Brad. 
Thanks. I heard that on the radio this morning. Oh, nice. So I, had, I thought I'd share it. Should we Especially stay? since you mentioned Mickey Mantle, I could not. Well, and so. can we stay with New York for just a minute? Yeah, let's do it. Because the Yankees' wheels have fallen completely off as well. And well, they're still contending, though. I mean, they're I mean, they're in it as much as the Padres are. Okay, sure, but <laughs> sorry. sorry, the Royal We are very upset, and uh, some people are asserting that Aaron Boone is going to get fired, possibly immediately following the season. Well, so. I mean, we, we've talked about this a lot this season, right? Because the Yankees have had some pretty low lows. Pretty low. And it's been bad news bears. Yeah. Um, I mean, and well, so you were texting me about this earlier that Boone's out. I was like, well, wait, today? No. It, like, and I was kind of, yeah, because I was kind of like, wait a minute. This is, seems like kind of a strange time to fire the manager when you're still in the playoff hunt. Right. But at the same time, I wonder if they did, if they would make it. You know, I, if he's I, the single point of failure, then it's possible. Yeah. So who would you put in charge? The bench coach? Yeah. Or would the bench coach just be the one that you that hands the lineup to the umpire and that's it? And then the player manager would kind of happen nominally. Who would be your player manager? DJ LeMahieu. Anthony, uh, say Anthony Rizzo. Because I think he's going to be a manager someday. Yeah, but he hasn't been there long enough to, to be the That's player. That's true, he doesn't have any... I'd say yeah. DJ. That would be an interesting experiment. I do. I think How so. How well do you think it would go over in New York, though? It w- oh, no. Like, Boone's out. LeMayhew is in. No, it, would never, guy, New it York. would never happen. No, <laughs> no. But it would be interesting to see what decisions an on-the-field player would make. And return. I would to, tune in every single day. Every single day. I would watch the Yankees every day for the last twelve games of the season. Yep. And then, especially in the playoffs, if Lemayhu continued to manage into the playoffs. Agreed. Agreed. So that would we all know. Else. We all know that Boone is on his last thread, and I think even if they go, they'd have to win the World Series for him to keep his job. Honestly, even then, I don't know. Yeah, because and, they're going to want to try to repeat, and they don't want to go through the same thing they went through this year. No, so and, they, and I don't think winning a World Series would get the clubhouse back. I think that would just be a bunch of players being like, "We rallied around each other." He was he just happened to be the guy at the tops on the top step of the clubhouse or the of the dugout, and the rest of us just did our thing. Yeah, you know, had nothing to do with. It. I still think he'd get fired if they if they won the World Series. Yep, I agree with you. And this whistling thing is not helping. But let's let's go back to the rumors that he's going to get fired. So, I I contend that it is not outside the realm of possibility that these rumors were started by the front office in New York. Probably that's usually how rumors start. Exactly. Somebody in the front office, you know, said, "Hey, check this out." Yep. To somebody. So. Well, and not only that, but they published that shame video earlier in the season. Yeah. Right, which was the all the players' heads down and the. <laughs> terrible the narration about this is a player problem and was that um was that right before the winning streak or is that like a few weeks before that started it was it was even further before that okay all right that's what i thought i couldn't remember for sure exactly when that was no but, the winning streak uh, happened when rizzo came in and had a few weeks under his belt that's right yeah yeah that that's and it was the that Luke was one Voigt, of the best anthony rizzo thing made. Yeah, that's right. It yeah, was one of the best what? Came in with a major. Oh, that was one of the best moves they could have made. I mean, I know at the time you were really upset about it, and I would have been more upset about the, the Joey Gallo deal. You know, like I thought Anthony Rizzo was going to come in and uh, establish himself and, and really, I don't know, get the guys to rally. But, I mean, they did for a short time, but not so much anymore. Because, like like with the Mariners, everybody was upset about the Kendall Graveman deal. I think we've, we talked about this. Yeah. You know, and Abraham Toro comes over from the Astros clubhouse just across the hallway pretty much and he comes in and everybody's like I said upset and and he comes in the first thing he says to the guys is hey you know I'm not here to rebuild I'm here to win so if you guys are here to win then let's do it yeah and they've played really well since that trade yep 
Exactly. And I was I was expecting the same thing from Rizzo and the Yankees, and it seemed like it worked for a little bit, but it's it hasn't gone well. So you can't fix systemic issues, and that's the problem. Like right. one guy's not yeah. going to be able to solve the system's problems. So I think Boone is leaving. I want them to get rid of Gary, and and then I want to see what happens. Yeah. I think for me, those are two yeah. major issues. Um, I think Gallo's worked out, for the most part, not so bad. Um, it's not great. It's not terrible. It's He's... You know, <laughs> He's such a boomer bust guy anyway, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, could, but where he could be trouble, but he can also bail you out if you need it. Yeah, but so my thought was if Clint Frazier wasn't have vertigo symptoms still, would they have ever made the Gallo deal? I say no. Probably not, no. And it's poor. It's no. it's too bad, but anyway, we don't have to keep talking about the Yankees. But Well, real quick, I do want to talk about this whistling thing. I think I think we should visit this because I only heard – some whistles here and there and it didn't seem like it was really connected to anything like it was kind of random like i didn't know i know that was it rich hill who was saying that they were yeah. taking his signs like yeah, i, think I mean he rich looks hill. like he belongs like teaching economics <laughs> at a community college or something yeah. where he can wear like a like in the northeast where he can wear like a sweater vest year round you know yeah. like, that's what rich yeah. hill looks like to me he doesn't look like a big league pitcher but at the same time like <laughs> that whistling didn't seem really connected it seemed more out of paranoia to me what was what exactly was going on with that did you hear anything specific as a yankee fan i guess pay, pay more attention what nothing was going since on? no nothing during and nothing since other than his commentary in the video that they put together for his commentary which made it yeah. appear to be a bigger deal than it probably actually was and aaron boone's like i don't know what i don't know what you're talking about man look i have no idea yeah, yeah i don't know because so, because the whistling was coming before the signals were even put down yeah and it only yeah, happened so. that one inning, and uh, Taiwan, Taiwan, is that his name? That's who it was. It was Taiwan Walker. Taiwan right. Walker, yeah. It he, wasn't Rich Hill. Didn't you say he was pitching, he was uh, dropping his pitches anyway? Like, he tips them all the time? He, I know in it Seattle a there was a couple times where, like, like, he came in and they're like, you're tipping your pitches, and he's like, well, shoot, no wonder. Because he, he can be really good, but he also, at the same time, he's one of those guys who's known for, who's known for having one bad inning every couple outings. Oh, this was and only so one inning. I don't, so. Yeah, and I don't feel like this outing was really uncharacteristic for him. Like I said, history of tipping his pitches and one bad inning and outing. So yeah. could have been any of it. Well, but let's anyway. move on to Mike Trout, my friend, because he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. So, yes, there's only 12 games left, but Mike Trout was placed on the 10-day I.L., on May 18th with a calf strain. Yep. Um, now, we talk all the time about a forearm strain being uh, one of the first signs of needing Tommy John, right? Oh, so you for got sure. Forearm and then go up a little bit, you got that, that elbow ligament. Yep. Well, I wonder, and I hadn't even thought about this actually until just now, I wonder if he might have like an undiagnosed Achilles problem. Ooh. That he's saying his calf hurts, so they're not looking. Like I'm not questioning the doctors or anything, but I just I just remember like a few years ago, Kevin Durant had a calf problem. He came in and immediately tore his Achilles when he probably shouldn't have been playing to begin with. Huh. You know, so I wonder if Mike Trout's got some kind of Achilles tendonitis or something going on there that they're not. Maybe they are addressing it in house. They're not putting it out there because they don't want it to seem like Mike Trout's torn his Achilles or or anything. But I wonder if that's an issue that he's having, mm. and that's why he is. I mean, he only played thirty three games this year. Well, what if he has thirty eight something like that? Yes, yeah, something like that. But I, what if there's also a bone spur in his heel, something like that that would require surgical, you know solution it could be but like it's like i said they're saying it's a calf strain so i wonder if it's like yeah. an up high achilles issue or maybe an it know? band like he tore his it band or something maybe i don't know that's a whole i don't know that's a whole lot of speculation but it's yeah, interesting that know. he's been out i mean he was off to a really good start he was slashing i mean he was hitting 333 with eight home runs and like i said 38 games and that's yeah. that's better than a home run every five games that's really good it's really good so I don't know. I despite Mike Trout being in the division, I am a very big Mike Trout fan. I really like watching him. Yeah, I do too. And it's going to be sad to watch him fall. Yeah, it's going to be sad to watch him go down. And if this is the beginning of it, the like the true beginning of it, that's going to mm-hmm. be rough for baseball. 
Oh, big time. And, and you know, we've talked before about how he's not like a big marketing guy. But the fact that he's still, what, he's 30? Yeah, he's 30. Yep. And he's got a long time left on that contract with the Angels. Well, and he, according to everybody else, he should have a long time left on the field, right? He, we're looking at yeah. four, four to six more good years of capable mm-hmm. DH time at least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's crazy, and it's it's a big-time bummer for – I mean, the Angels have had issues all year long. I mean, I feel like Anthony Rendon didn't even play this year. Right. <laughs> so, and I thought I this know. was going to be the year for Anaheim. I was really, really looking forward to it preseason. I didn't just because they have so many pitching issues. Otani can't pitch every day. So yeah. <laughs> that's I why I figured they wouldn't win. I know. I was, anyway. just, I was just hoping for significant improvement, I guess. Not – Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But anyways, all right, let's last thing here. We have Mookie Betts doing good things as per usual, one of the good guys in baseball. Yeah. Um, so rookie Reds rookie um TJ Friedel hit his first big league homer. Um this was at home, this is in Cincinnati. And Mookie Betts being out in right field, he kinda flagged down the, the fan who caught the ball and asked if he could get it back. The guy without hesitation tossed it back to him. Just said, Oh yeah, that's a big deal, I get it. So he threw it down to Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts made sure the ball got into the Reds dugout. And um, unsolicited, like I said, the guy just tossed the ball back. Mookie Betts next inning comes out with a bat, assigned a bat, and gave it to the fan. That's like, amazing. So, like, I love so much about this because it gives me hope for humanity, right? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. first off, like, like yeah. I said, Mookie Betts, all time good guy, first team all all time good guys, and then you've got this fan who just was like. Yeah, sure, I'll give you the ball back, you know, no problem. And then he gets the bat. And this is the thing that a lot of people aren't talking about that I noticed in the video was that was that uh, the guy who got the bat, as he's walking back up to his seat, he stopped. Uh, this dad flagged him down, uh, this little kid. And this kid was wearing a Mookie Betts jersey, and the guy let him take let the kid take a picture with the bat. Oh, cool. They, you know, he didn't give it to him, but he let he let him take a picture with it, and then you know he took it up and everything. But that's cool. But but this guy though seems like he's first team, all good fan, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he gets it, and he's yeah. he's a man of the people and the bleachers and everything. And I think it's a cool story. I like it a lot. I do too. I love feel good stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and so, with with so many fights that we've seen in the stands, it's good to it's nice to see something like this towards the end of the season that. There hasn't been, I don't know, a complete degradation of character in the stands. No, so. no. <laughs> Which but is anyway. where we live. We're we're yes, be- bleacher is. creatures for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not a good. But guy, hey, let's though. take a quick break. <laughs> let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to give you a playoff update, and then we'll go team shopping for you. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two. Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. I actually have a hobby that has nothing to do with baseball, and Brad, I think, is a little jealous. In the tiny bit of spare time that I have, I get punched in the face. Or I'm punching someone else. Either way, my friends and I try to hit each other. Now, before you think I'm crazy, there is a lot of protective gear involved. And I get my gear from Venom. Unbeatable quality at truly affordable prices. Not to mention it's the best looking equipment on the market. If that's not enough, Venom just signed an enormous deal with UFC. And that equipment and apparel is now available at Venom.com. So whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. Welcome back, baseball family. Before we get into talking about the playoffs and doing an update, and this is I sprung this on Brad, so I apologize, Brad. 
<laughs> I have to tell you, I am airing a formal grievance against the MLB app. Okay. Okay. For the last, I don't know, week or 10 days, every time I get a notification that says, holy crap, dude, you should watch this play. It's amazing. I do. I take the bait every time. Duh. I pull it up. I watch the video. And about mm, this far into the video, guess what happens? It crashes. No. An ad pops up in front of the video. They are doing a pop-up ad over the replay video. And it's like, it's like, here goes so-and-so and the wind-up. And the pitch crack. He goes back to the wall. Pop up. That's horrendous, bro. That's I'm in the app. S- I am so mad. It has happened more times than I would care to remember. I could not be more angry. Call somebody, Brad, and tell them how angry we are because this is not okay. I want names. I'll send an email to Rob, dear. Mr. I want Rob. names. We have issues here. Yeah, that's 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 weird more than anything. Like, why would it's so weird? And it's always like four to six seconds into the video where you're like, you would never expect, you would never suspect anything would happen because it usually would come up very, very first or very, very last. But no, yeah, it's right at the tail end of the beginning, and it's just when whatever it is you want to watch happens. That's so weird. Oh, that I'm makes, so that mad. That doesn't make any sense for me to use anyway. anyway no, nope. okay. That's strange. I, baseball family, if you are having the same problem, we need to call the alderman or something and get this fixed. <laughs> because I do not understand why. Uh, okay, we're with you. I just needed you to know. We get it. All right. Let's talk about right. the playoffs. Let's get into the okay. standings. So, current playoff picture. Now, we have games going on right now. Yes, As we, do. we speak. Let's talk about that. Tampa Bay is playing Toronto uh, at, in uh-huh. Tampa Bay. New York is playing Texas right now. Baltimore is at Philadelphia. Chicago White Sox, they're in Detroit right now. I mean, we don't have to go down this list, but there's a lot of games going on right now. Okay? A lot of games. A lot of important games going on. That's right. So this stuff is going to shift a little bit by tomorrow morning, but we're going to let you have it right now. This is where we stand. I'll take the American League. Brad, you take the National League. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so in the American League, guess how many playoff clinches we have? Zero still. Zero. Yeah, nobody's clinched their division yet. It's crazy. (laughs) The entire American League is still open season. There are 12 games remaining. I do not understand, but (laughs) Houston six games ahead of Oakland in the West. The White Sox are 11 and a half games in front of Cleveland. Again, they're going to clinch any minute, just like I said. And Tampa Bay, six and a half games up on Boston for the division. Now, on the wild card standings, this is where it gets even crazier. Boston has one game ahead of everybody else. Then we have Toronto falling into that second slot. New York Yankees, a game and a half back. Oakland, two games back. And then there's Seattle and four games back for the wild card. That's how how we're looking in the American League. Yeah. And real quick with that, like, so Toronto at this moment is losing. Uh, The Yankees are are winning. Yes. That's a fluid situation, as we talked about. That could go either way tonight. Um, We could very well, because Seattle's, I'll be honest with you, Seattle's schedule is pretty, pretty good. They match up well with Oakland. Yep. Playing Oakland uh, seven games to finish the season. Six or seven games to finish the season. That's pretty good, man. It is. And I'm actually really excited about that because it's a home and home. Or, yeah, it's a home and home. And then you've got the Angels, too, home and home. Six games. So, you're, I like you're Seattle's pretty. schedule. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, that four games is really is a lot narrower than what it looks like for Seattle right now. And Correct. So that could, Especially that could if... Really complicate things well if the wheels keep falling off for the yankees that's going to help seattle's chances and then uh-huh. depending on t- who's toronto's facing because i think toronto has a pretty rough schedule coming up i, mean, I think playing, they have to play the rays a few times they're playing tampa bay right now yeah yeah let I me look that, it up yeah 
Um, we got so for Toronto, they're playing Tampa Bay what right now, so and then they've three got games the, against Tampa, and then they got the Twins, and then they got the Yankees. That'll be huge series. That huge. Toronto New York series. That'll and be it's huge. in Toronto. Huge. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, man. So keep an eye on that American League wildcard race because that's gonna get it's really gonna heat up here in the next week. That yep. last week of the season is gonna be intense for everybody. For sure. Okay, let's go over to the National League. We have the Giants have clinched a playoff spot. The Brewers have also clinched a playoff spot, and the Dodgers have clinched a playoff spot. The the uh, the Brewers uh, they not just not only dub but they not only clinched a playoff spot i believe they clinched their division they did um uh not quite yet that don't that's oh, no? any minute just like just like chicago oh yeah it's it's uh, it's yeah. a foregone conclusion though yeah because the cardinals are 11 and a half back so it'll be like today tomorrow it's just a matter of a matter of minutes before yeah that one is uh that one's done but the wild card is actually an even bigger mess in the National League than it is in the American League. It is. Uh, the Dodgers are going to get that first spot. They're 16 games up on the Cardinals. The Dodgers are playing for the National League West. They're not playing for a playoff spot. They're playing for the division. So they don't they don't care what's going on below them. But then you've got the, the Cardinals right now in that top spot. And then under them, you've got Cincinnati three games back, uh, Philadelphia three and a half, San Diego three and a half. The Mets are seven back. That They're not going to they're not going to get involved here because uh, seven is just too much with 12 games left. Yep. But this is the thing that Cincinnati has been playing really well. They could actually, no, that's a lie. Cincinnati has not been playing very well. Right, they were say, playing well for a while. They Three were and seven in their last 10. They lost two in a row, uh, but they also played the Dodgers this weekend. So that's not going to help. But, uh, but Philadelphia has, is kind of like where they've been. They've been they're five and five, their last 10. And you never know what you're going to get from them day to day. Then the Padres, like we talked about, the wheels are coming off. They're two and eight in their last ten. Um, three and a half seems like a lot more for them than what it really is because they're fighting an uphill battle internally right now. Yep. So, so that's a big deal. Really, I think what it's going to come down to is can Cincinnati and Philadelphia catch St. Louis? And I don't know if they can because St. Louis has won eight in a row. They're nine and one in their last ten. And if they're playing in against the uh, the National League Central, that's a pretty weak division. Um, they'll be able to beat up on the Cubs, Pittsburgh, whoever they're going to be playing that division. As long as they don't play Milwaukee to end the season, though, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, can I can I draw some attention to Atlanta really quick? Yes, please do. Because the Braves and the Phillies are two and a half games. The Phillies are only two and a half games out. Okay. The Braves right. are currently playing the D-backs, and they've got three games. This is a four-game series. They're playing them right now, and it's t- it's tied at zero in the third. So, which, I mean, could be anything, right? But they're in Phoenix. Right. Then they play the Padres four times, and then the last three games of the season is against Philadelphia. Well, and the Phillies lost to the Orioles today. Oh, are you serious? Two to zero. Oh, no. So that's not going to help them at all. You can't, oh, you can't lose to the man. Orioles. You can't lose to the Orioles. But New York's been doing it. So. Well, yeah. That's um, true. The, so let's talk about the Phillies schedule. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. Pittsburgh, 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 four games, and then Atlanta. I'm just saying there's a chance. There is, but they can't keep losing to the Orioles, and they definitely can't lose to Pittsburgh. No, they have to win all all six games before they get Atlanta. Yeah, and you know they could, let me they look could at... win five out of six, and it would be okay. They could, they could win five out of six. Let me look at what Atlanta has real quick, because if it really depends on their schedule too. Because like if they're well, and that's what I just read off. Yeah, that's true. Because that they're playing San Diego, and before they meet Philadelphia, it's San Diego and Arizona. Yeah, well, and then they finish off the season against the Mets. 
Yeah, they had a three-game stretch against the Mets that first week October. Yeah, but I'm so, just, I'm not looking at that October. I'm looking at that last week of September. To me, is where the money's made. That's where it's all going to go down. Right, but I mean, if it if it's still a, if it's still a race come that last weekend, Atlanta's sure. going to take it because they're playing the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Who does Philadelphia play that very very last? Philadelphia couple, last series. Um, Philadelphia plays. Let me pull it up real quick. It's loading and it's thinking. They have um, Miami. They really? are in Miami though, and but it's the same thing with the Phillies though. Like the right. Marlins are not great, but they're not a pushover. They're not, and the Phillies could easily lose. They could easily lose two out of three of those. For if they're losing to Baltimore right now, then yeah, that's what I'm saying. They came down here to Phoenix and got swept. I know. What is up with that? It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing. This whole season is bonkers, man. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. God, I love it so much, but it makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. All right, Brig. So before we get too long here, let's let's get into our team shopping. Okay. So for those of you who were not with – so Brig actually missed this last time. Um, he had some stuff going on. So, uh, I had a friend Quinn, uh, fill in for me or fill in for him. And, uh, we did what we call team shopping. So for those of you who have a team who's been eliminated from the playoffs or will be momentarily, maybe the next 20 minutes or so, I don't know. Um, Or could be, you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you're going to be looking for another team to cheer for. Um, trust me as a Mariners fan, I'm used to it. (laughs) I, I, I went through this every year for a long, long time. So what we're gonna do is Brig and I are gonna are speak are gonna speak to you individually as fan bases and tell you this is who we believe you should be cheering for going forward, going into the playoffs, and then if that team makes playoffs for a playoff run as well. So Brig, why don't you start us off with your first team that you believe that uh, fans should cheer for? Okay. Start with the team. Start with the team, and then start with who they should cheer for. Okay, I'm calling all Baltimore fans. It's rough. We all know. It's okay. We got it. I really believe that you should root for Toronto. Now, I know they're in the division. I got it. But you're 44 and a half games back. (laughs) So don't tell me you didn't see this coming. It's okay. (laughs) But at least you're both birds is my justification. You're both birds. I need you to just go with me on this one. Okay. The, the end. <laughs> That's it. Just both birds. Okay. So I should have prefaced this with, with this. First off, this is this is absurdity mingled with seriousness, just yeah. so that you're aware. But yeah. uh, Which is but what I we also, do. <laughs> it is. It's, that should be on the description of the podcast. Welcome to the Baseball anyways, Together podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I also chose the Orioles as one of my teams. Shut so, up. Yes. However... I am a firm believer that you do not cheer for a division rival. I don't care Ugh. if it's the Orioles and the Blue Jays. I will never, ever, ever cheer for the Astros, the A's, the Rangers. The only reason I'll ever cheer for the Angels in the playoff is because my wife is uh, is an Angels fan. That's she the only is. reason. you got to have right. peace in the household. So that's the one reason. And she's awesome. She is awesome. She's yeah. so awesome. But anyways, so I actually said the Orioles should cheer for St. Louis birds reason because they're birds <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes they're both birds uh but also because they have rich history they both have rich histories in baseball i mean the orioles are a, a franchise tales all the time whatever um the cardinals have been established forever as well um but also i feel like orioles fans should be cheering for the Cardinals and really cheering for their front office to cheer for the Cardinals to be like, maybe we could learn a thing or two from that front office, the way they do things. And maybe we'll start winning games and not losing a hundred games every year. So, so Orioles fans cheer for the Cardinals and hope that your front office is also cheering for the Cardinals so they can learn a thing or two about what it means to win. Okay. Wow. All right, break. Who you got next? So my next one is Cincinnati. Okay. 
I think if Cincinnati does not make the playoffs, they should root for the Dodgers. Hmm, okay. There's a number of reasons, but I think the most important one is that sometimes it's nice just to stop wearing red and start wearing blue. <laughs> it just feels good. You should try it. I'm sure that a lot of people you grew up with would disagree with you. But, well, uh... I, and all of them, they, they have yet to figure out the error of their ways. <laughs> there you go. Very so, good. <laughs> notice all like the it. blue in my situation here. A lot of blue going on there tonight, Brick. A lot of blue. <laughs> no, no, no. I really do think, though, so, so there's not a division issue with this. There's no rivalry problems right. or anything like that. And I do think L.A., L.A., I think they're LA. having this this weird, like, underdog situation right now that they have no business having. And Cincinnati does the underdog thing very, very well. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it would be easy for them to jump to another underdog, quotes, and have a positive experience. Okay. Very good. I like it. Okay. I'm going to go with another blue team. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rangers. Ooh. So Rangers fans should cheer, cheer for the Tampa Bay Rays. And part of this is because, I mean, like, if you were to, like, say the Rangers, you just have to stop partway. Like, you've got the Rays. Ah. You thought I was going to say Rangers. But well, yes, so, I did. That's part of it right there. Very clever there, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and another reason is because I feel like the Rays and the Rangers are often the forgotten teams in their divisions. Yep. Um, when I'm listing off the AL West, somehow I always forget the Rangers. And with the AL East, somehow I always forget the Rays, despite them being good. I don't know how that works out. But anyways, and they both have blue in their color schemes. So Rangers fans would not have to go too far away from where they're at so it's kind of the opposite reason for your red your reds and dodgers things but anyway yeah there we go so if I you're like a it. rangers fan cheer for the tampa bay race it's perfect all right do you want go to take a quick break we'll, or one more go ahead and do one more and we'll take a break okay all right so if you are a philadelphia fan let's just say you don't make the playoffs this year okay I really do think you should cheer for San Francisco. Okay. And here's why. Because if you can't come out of nowhere and win it all, you should be able to appreciate another team that can come out of nowhere and win it all. There you go. That's, I like that. That's, honestly, that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Very good. Thanks, man. Okay, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to give uh, my third, and then we'll finish it off with uh, four more after that. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the non North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non North Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what's, what exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right. It's not. Instead, I drink Rays. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. Welcome back, baseball family. So we have uh, just a few more teams left for you for team shopping. I have three. Brig has two. So I'm going to go ahead and lead us in with our next one we have here. So Brig last time talked about uh, a team that should cheer for the San Francisco Giants. Who was that you had again, Brig? That was uh, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, uh, the Phillies. That's right. The Phillies should cheer for the San Francisco Giants. And I actually have another team that should cheer for the Giants. I have the Detroit Tigers fans. 
Ooh. should be cheering for the San Francisco Giants. And most of it is based off of their hideous color schemes. Uh, they both have <laughs> awful color no. schemes. Um, orange oh. is one of the grossest colors to me in the world. Oh, and geez, the fact Brad. they both have orange <laughs> goes a long way to be like, you know what? You guys have so much in common. Go ahead and cheer for each other. This, That's just fine. This is why, baseball family, this is why his nickname is Blackjack Brad. Okay? Because very regularly, and I admit it has been less frequent this season, but he will hoist the black flag. And just start coming after people. I don't know why. He just spits on his hands, and he's like, I'm going to slit some throats right now. And it makes him enemies. <laughs> he doesn't even give you a shot across the bow. He just pulls broadside and throws his grappling hooks and comes cutlass drawn aboard. Whoo! There's no other way, Brig. There's no other way. Apparently not. Everybody get their booby traps out. <laughs> but anyways, also besides that, at one point this season, at one point this season, Brig, <laughs> the Giants and the and the Tigers did share a record. They shared the same record at one point this season. These teams were both three and three on Wednesday, April the sixth. <laughs> oh well, there's your reason right there. There it is. That is the number one reason why these teams should cheer for sure each other. Sure, it is. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so <laughs> Tigers fans here for the Giants. There you go. Okay, Brig, give us your next one here. Okay. Um, if you're a Yankees fan, mm. if you're a Yankees fan and the Yankees do not make it to the playoffs, you should root for the New York Knicks. The Knicks? The Knicks. You should <laughs> don't even worry about the Giants. They The wheels are all the way off. It, for the New York Giants yeah, right now. That's true. So don't even worry about it. Just October 19th, the NBA season starts. <laughs> Just start cheering for the Knicks. We all know you're too elitist to stick with baseball if your team's not in contention. We all know how it goes. It's fine. The Royal We will be rooting for the Knicks. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, at first I thought you were like, wait, the Mets? First off, the Mets aren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And second, why would anybody, any Yankee fan, ever cheer for the Mets? No. But no, you're right. You're right. Go on, cheer for the Knicks. Don't don't move on to the Giants or hey. the Jets because not no, good. No, no, You not could do the situation. Nets. You could do the Brooklyn Nets if you want to. That's fine. Yeah. You'd be That's better okay. off, actually. You'd be better I'm, off. I'm just saying, pick a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> It's very good. That's creative. I like it. That's <laughs> good. You. All right. Uh, so next I have I had the Minnesota Twins. Okay. So anybody who's a fan of the Minnesota Twins should go on and cheer for the Milwaukee Brewers. Whoa. Okay. So same same division, different league, right? So I guess it's not the same division. Anyway, so the number <laughs> one reason is because Milwaukee and Minnesota both start with M. So... <laughs> I think that makes sense, right? <laughs> well, they're not that far apart. How about that? They're not, and they're both very cold. That's another reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> both get very cold in the winter, and fall baseball has got to be miserable in both places. So you're familiar with how things work. <laughs> oh man, with the Brewers, <laughs> but uh, but ultimately, Brig Craig Council is a really good manager. Like he is doing some great things with the Brewers. Like oh, I don't, don't it's disagree. unreal. You, if you want to cheer for a winner, go ahead and prove for the cheer for the Brewers because they very well could come out of the National League. So, <laughs> Twins fans cheer for the Brewers. How's that? Cold. They like that. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. You okay? My last one. It? I got one more. <laughs> okay. Got to give a nod to my Braves fans out here in Brave Country. <clears throat> oh, let me recover myself. Oh, that was really funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm sorry. If you are a Braves fan and somehow they don't make it to the playoffs, I think you – I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to choke. I think you should root for the Red Sox. Whoa. Right now. Well, no, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's Here's why. A, there's literally no reason not to. 
There's not a whole cheating thing. There's there's no reason not to. You don't have any rivalry issues with the Red Sox. There's no like history. That's there's no bad blood. There's no nothing. It's not even in the National League. You can wear the same color scheme. There's no reason not to root for the Red Sox. And they are going to be part of the principal reason the Yankees did not make it to the playoffs as well. So you just get to stick that little thorn in there as well. Because <laughs> we all go. know Braves fans hate the Yankees as much as they hate anything that they hate. So most most people do. Let's be honest, Brig. Shut that up, is. Brad. I'm just saying <laughs> we could make a sweeping declaration if we wanted to, but the royal we are offended. I understand, and that's fine. But <laughs> so I I thought you were going to go with the fact that the Greenville driver right there, not far, right? Well, is that what, is four hours, three four hours away, something like that. Yeah, three and change, two and yeah, a half. Change. It depends anyway, on where you go. Yeah, and how fast you're driving. But I thought <laughs> yeah. that's. I thought that was one of the things you're going to say, but I like all those other reasons much better, much much better, make way more sense. Thank you, especially <laughs> the one where you don't have to change the colors because it's basically the same. Right? Big deal. Okay, all right, I have my last one here. Um, the Marlins are essentially eliminated from playoff contention already. Um, I actually want to double check; they've been eliminated. Yep. Sixteen and a half games out of the wild card, no chance any longer. So right. if you want to cheer for a wild card contender the rest of the way here, Marlins fans, I think personally you should cheer for the Mariners. Mm, now you would I would I would, and let me tell you one of the reasons here is because they have very similar names. Um, <laughs> used to, so I got two things growing up as a Mariners fan. One, oh, you like the Mariners? No, I don't like the Mariners. <laughs> Not a thing. But also. The Marlins, Mariners, that's a Mariners hat. Actually, it's a Mariners hat, not the Marlins. So very similar names. Enough for people who are the casual fan might just mix it up. So you could say, yeah, I'm a Mariners fan. Oh, yeah, you've been a Mariners fan. Yeah, I've been a Mariners fan forever. No problems here. Um, also, they both have awesome colors. I love the Mariners teal and navy and silver, obviously. I also love the color scheme that the that the Marlins are going with right now, whatever it is, it's like the black and the blue and the little bit of red, right? It's the Miami colors, bro. Y- yes, the Miami it's colors. It's oh, pink. Yes, it's pink it's very and good. Coral, yeah, salmon and yeah. coral or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a great color scheme. Both teams with progressive color schemes that I think are very good. And the Marlins have always had a progressive color scheme. Always been turquoise, teal, whatever. And so, if you want to go with a team that is a little bit off the color wheel a little bit go cheer for the mariners and the other the other reason is because you're familiar with a team like this i mean outside of the marlins having been so bad outside of a couple world series wins the last 20 years um the marlins are not a team that likes to spend money and neither are the mariners the mariners have one of the lowest payrolls in the league this season and so you're familiar with with a, a budget team so go ahead and cheer for the mariners marlins fans you'll have a great ride for the next 12 days, and then your heart will be broken when we miss it. Yeah, I was going to say, then it's over. and <laughs> Then you got to find another team. So just don't so cheer for the Astros, anybody. For... Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was like, well. Everybody against Houston. <laughs> if you're a Houston fan, just keep cheering for Houston. Just make sure to identify yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Make your presence known when you enter the room so we all know what's yeah. going on. Yes. <laughs> like the NRQ guys. That's right. Yeah. So real quick, as, as far as you mentioned that, baseball family, we have – I mean, the season is wrapping up like we talked about. There's about 12 games left, and then we're going to get into uh, the wild card games, and we've got the playoffs coming out right after that. So Tuesday, October the – what was that, the 5th, Brig? 5th. Tuesday, October, October 5th. Tuesday, October the 5th, the American League wildcard game is going to be on ESPN, and we're going to do another live stream just for you. So we will be doing that during the game. So go ahead and turn on the game on ESPN. Go ahead and stream it since that's what we're going to be doing with the delay and everything. And then uh, listen to us talk about the game. We're going to have some guests on. We're going to have the guys from No Redeeming Qualities on, our friends over at NRQ. They're going to come on and talk to us about the Houston Astros and what it's like to be uh, fans of a cheater. Um, 
that'll be one of the conversations we'll have with them and then we're also <laughs> going to have our friends uh jason and david over at the not another sports podcast they're going to come on and join us and we'll talk to them um about what it's like to be a sad phillies fan so it's going to be a good time we're gonna have a lot of fun and right Brig? Make sure we just invite denise and to talk about what it's like to be a sad cubs fan <laughs> let's do it come on uh, come on denise and we'll talk about what it's like to be a sad cubs fan right oh now. man so. brad brad lower the flag dude like <laughs> once it's up it's up brig that's just the way it goes it doesn't come yeah. down yeah it is we give no quarter and we take none either so you got to we go. tell me <laughs> how we do things around here but Brig, go oh, ahead and plug man. the shop for us let us know listen what, baseball uh, family find. don't forget to jump on the shop at nine plus us.com it's n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com nine plus us.com i'm wearing my 42 jackie robinson inspired t-shirt right now uh, Brad and I are both rocking our perfect hats. These are our best-selling hats, no questions asked. They come in a variety mm-hmm. of colors, and everybody loves them, and they're super comfortable. They got the green undervisor. Shout out to old school, and they're snapbacks. We got them in dad caps, the soft crown dad caps as well, and they're they're just the best. So jump on there, get yourself something nice at nineplusus.com. It supports the shop as well, or the, excuse me, the show. So we get uh, we get a chance to keep doing what we're doing because of those purchases, right. and you get something nice. Yes, absolutely. Especially the Christmas coming up, uh, you don't want to yeah. put that off for too long. Nope. So. I think we. I saw something the other day. It's like we're a hundred days out or something like that. Oh my gosh! It's not very long. So before get the Christmas your, uh, rush, yeah. Get your get, Jingle Balls shirt so you have it for the Christmas parties. We have it. We have a baseball Christmas shirt on the shop, yeah. guys. It's called Jingle Balls. Brad designed it. it himself, actually. I did. Thank you. Thank you, Brig. Uh, but also, don't forget to go by BaseballTaylor.com. You can watch the podcast. You can listen to the podcast. You can also send us an email in the in the mailbag. There's a link right there, right there at the top in the description. Go ahead and send that. Send us your uh, questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks about the podcast. And also, if you want to uh, leave us a message instead of send us one, you can leave us a voicemail. There's a link in the doobly-doo of every single episode for that. Uh, we can we can use that, and if if you want to, we can put it on the podcast. If not, let us know. We won't. We'll just use your question. But anywho, uh, this is a great episode. Uh, Brig, I had a ton of fun team shopping. Me too. Uh, look forward to doing it already next year. And baseball family, yeah, we will catch you next week. Absolutely.